Hello. This is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Our Lady of Guadalupe School versus Morrissey Beru, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Argued May 11th, 2020. Decided July 8th, 2020. The First Amendment protects the right of religious institutions to de decide for themselves, free from state interference, matters of church government, as well as those of faith and doctrine. That's uh, Kedorov versus St. Nichols Cathedral of Russian Orthodox Church in North America. Applying this principle, this court held in Hosanna Tabor Evangelical Lutheran Church and School versus the EEOC that the First Amendment barred a court from entertaining an employment discrimination claim brought by an elementary school teacher, Cheryl Pirich, against the religious school where she taught. Adopting the so-called ministerial exception to laws governing the employment relationship between a religious institution and certain key employees, the court found relevant Pirich's title as a minister of religion commissioned. Her educational training and her responsibility to teach religion and participate with students in religious activities. In these cases, two elementary school teachers at Roman Catholic schools in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles had teaching responsibilities similar to Pirich's. Agnes Morrissey Baru taught at Our Lady of Guadalupe School and Kristen Beale taught at St. James School. Both were employed under nearly identical agreements that set out the school's mission to develop and promote a Catholic school faith community, imposed commitments regarding religious instruction, worship, and personal modeling of the faith, and explained that teachers' performances would be reviewed on these basises. Each was also required to comply with her school's faculty handbook, which set out similar expectations. Each taught religion in the classroom, worshipped with her students, and prayed with her students, and had her performance measured on religious basises. Both teachers sued their schools after their employment was terminated. Morrissey Baru claimed that OLG had demoted her and had failed to renew her contract in order to replace her with a younger teacher, in violation of the Age Discrimination in Employment Act of 1967. OLG invoked Hosanna Tabor's ministerial exception, successfully moved for summary judgment, but the Ninth Circuit reversed, holding that Morrissey Baru did not fall within the exception because she did not have the formal title of minister. Had limited formal religious training and did not hold herself out publicly as a religious leader. Beale alleged that St. James discharged her because she had requested a leave of absence to obtain breast cancer treatment. Like OLG, St. James obtained summary judgment under the ministerial exception, but the Ninth Circuit reversed, reasoning that Beale lacked Purich's credentials, religious training, and ministerial background. The Supreme Court held the decision below is uh, reversed and remanded, and Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court. The First Amendment's religion clauses foreclosed the adjudication of Morrissey Baru and Beale's employment discrimination claims. The independence of religious institutions in matters of faith and doctrine is closely linked to independence 
in what the court has termed matters of church government. That's uh, Hosanna Tabor. For this reason, courts are bound to stay out of employment disputes involving those holding certain important positions with churches and other organis- other religious institutions. When the ministerial exception reached this court in Hosanna Tabor, the court looked to precedent and the background against which the First Amendment was adopted, and unanimously recognized that the religion clauses foreclosed certain employment discrimination claims brought against religious organizations. In Hosanna Tabor, the court applied the ministerial exception, but declined to adopt a rigid formula for deciding when an employee qualifies as a minister. Instead, the court identified four relevant circumstances of Pirich's employment at an evangelical Lutheran school. First, Pirich's church had given her the title of minister, comma, with a role distinct from that of most of its members. Um, second, her position reflected a significant degree of religious training followed by a formal process of commissioning. Third, she held herself out as a minister of the church and claimed certain tax benefits. Fourth, her job duties reflected a role in conveying the church's message and carrying out its mission. A variety of factors may be important in determining whether a particular position falls within the ministerial exception. The circumstances that inform the court's decision in Hosanna Tabor were relevant because of their relationship to Pirich's role in conveying the church's message and carrying out its mission. But the recognition of significance of those factors in Pirich's case did not mean that they must be met in all other cases. What matters is what an employee does. Implicit in the Hosanna Tabor decision was a recognition that educating young people in their faith, including its teachings, and training them to live their faith are responsibilities that lie at the very core of a private religious school's mission. Applying this understanding of the religion clauses here, it is apparent that Morrissey Baru and Beale qualify for the exception recognized in Hosanna Tabor. There is abundant record evidence that they both performed vital religious duties, such as educating their students in the Catholic faith, and guiding their students to live their lives in accordance with that faith. Their titles did not include the term minister, and they had less formal religious training than Pirich, but their core responsibilities were essentially the same, and their schools expressly saw them as playing a vital role in carrying out the church's mission. A religious institution's explanation of the role of its employees in the life of the religion in question is important. The Ninth Circuit mistakenly treated the circumstances the court found relevant in Hosanna Tabor as a checklist of items to be assessed and weighed against each other. That rigid test produced a distorted analysis. First, it invested undue significance in the fact that Morrissey Beru and Beale did not have clerical titles. Second, it assigned too much weight to the fact that Morrissey Beru and Beale had less formal religious schooling than Pirich. Third, the St. James panel inappropriately dismissed the significance of Beale's duties. 
respondents would make Hosanna Tabor's governing test even more rigid. And they go further astray in suggesting that an employee can never come within the Hosanna Tabor exception unless the employee is a practicing member of the religion with which the employer is associated. Deciding such questions risks judicial entanglement in religious issues. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Breyer, Kagan, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion, in which Justice Gorsuch joined. Justice Sotomayor filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justice Ginsburg joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number 80.